This episode of Power to Heal is presented for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, investing, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content discussed here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. In China, we don't need to fundraise for the hospital. The hospital is all funded by the government. We don't need to take care of it. But here is a different concept. So we need to educate people how it runs in Canada and why every hospital needs a foundation to support the hospital and why the community has a very important role. As a new immigrant, I think the concept of community is not only important, but also a deeply ingrained in the North American social, economic or cultural landscape. It plays a significant role. But for most new immigrants, the entire social system is unfamiliar. I think it starts with building more connections and meaning between the families and the cause. So, for example, when I see that my kids are both born in an upgraded facility at the maternity ward at Peace Arch Hospital, or when my son was having an emergency and I took him through the emergency department and saw the good work that the doctors did there, it really drove home for me for the need to give back and try to build a more healthier community. The White Rock, South Surrey area is home to many new Canadians from all around the world, including a significant community with roots in China. Like all newcomers to this country, Chinese Canadians can often experience an unsettling transition to their new surroundings, encountering language barriers, strange customs, and in general a different way of life that may seem confusing and counterintuitive to the one they knew in their former country. Perhaps one of the more bewildering aspects of Canadian life for Chinese immigrants is the one they are most likely to encounter at some point. Our provincial healthcare systems and their reliance on donations and fundraising for new equipment and facilities. For those accustomed to tightly controlled healthcare structures such as those in China, navigating the somewhat disjointed Canadian system with its long wait times and aging equipment must add to any feelings of anxiety and isolation they are already experiencing in their adopted homeland. However, as we'll explore in this episode, there is a way for Chinese Canadians and others new to this country to become better connected and more engaged citizens. And it begins with the simple act of giving. This is The Power to Heal. In this series of podcasts, we'll focus on the many innovative ways Peace Arch Hospital, located in White Rock, British Columbia, Canada, has been an integral part of its community. We'll take you behind the scenes of the hospital's dynamic fundraising arm and talk to those who are instrumental in creating new initiatives to help this important healthcare facility grow and evolve along with the town it serves. A 2020 study by Imagine Canada on the influence of ethnicity in supporting charities highlights the enormous potential for nonprofits to engage multicultural Canadians in their causes, including participation as donors. This should be good news for organizations like the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, which is located in an increasingly diverse area. However, this kind of engagement also poses a challenge, at least in terms of White Rock, South Surrey's growing Chinese-Canadian community. As we'll explore in this episode, Chinese and Canadian hospitals are operated and funded very differently. 
And those who've recently arrived in this country from China may be surprised to discover that the acquisition of new equipment, such as the latest MRI scanning devices, is largely funded through donations from local citizens and not by the government. Here to help navigate the vast differences between these two healthcare systems and to explain why supporting your local hospital can help build bridges and provide better healthcare for everyone within the White Rock South Surrey community are Cece Liang, Director at Large of the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation and President of the Surrey White Rock Community Engagement Society. Wenjing Zhu, the Foundation's Philanthropy Officer for the Chinese Community. And to highlight some of the tax and other financial benefits of supporting hospital foundations, William Sapphire, Portfolio Manager and Investment Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. CC, Wenjing, and William spoke with longtime White Rock South Surrey resident and veteran broadcaster, Wayne Cox. Well, CC, let's start with your own background. Where are you from originally and what brought you to Canada and White Rock and South Surrey? My name is Cici Liang. I graduated at Wuhan University and I studied in France for the Master of MBA. And after that, I was married and immigrated with my husband and my son to Canada in 2005. When we were in China, everyone hears that Canada is a country of immigration and the Canadians are very nice and friendly. So that's why we immigrated to Canada and we moved to White Rock and South area in 2014. And was it true? Are Canadians friendly people? Yes, that's absolutely 100% true. (laughs) (laughs) I love Canadian people and I love this land. I love this country. Well, in addition to your role with the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, you're also president and founder of the Surrey White Rock Community Engagement Society. And tell us why you started that society and why it's important to the Surrey White Rock Chinese Canadian community. As I mentioned, I moved to South Syria and White Rock in 2014. As a part of the immigrants from China, I meet and see many newcomers with the passion of engaging and contributing themselves to the community activities. But they failed or found difficult to be understood and merge into the society. So due to the lack of the knowledge, understanding of our community and society, sometimes lack of confidence aroused by the language barrier. So I feel necessary and obligated to help people faced with these issues. Then I started Surrey Wairock Community Engagement Society with my teammates in January 2019. So South Surrey Wairock Community Engagement Society is a non-profit, non-partisan organization with the mission of building bridges between people of all cultural heritage through education and events, encouraging immigrants of Chinese and other ethnic origins to embrace and participate in our community and enhancing the Canadian multicultural identity. And do you have any idea what the population of Chinese Canadians in the White Rock area might be? I think it's about one third of the population are Chinese. So your society, I'm thinking, fills a big need in the community. Yes, that's true. And uh, more and more Chinese immigrants move to South Syria and White Rock area because we have very good schools here and a very good hospital here. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, so we hosted more than 15 cornerstone community forums with the different topics. We invited three levels of government to our forum. We invited the hospital. We invited the local charity organizations. So the audience will get more knowledge about how the government runs here and what kind of connection between the government and the charitable organizations and them. So it's a very good way to educate people to know more about our community and society. And our forums are all bilingual. So we have Chinese translators and interpreters. What do you find that the newcomers are most curious about? Most curious about their children. Because most newcomers, they immigrate to Canada because of their children's education. So education and medical care issues are the most concerned. And hospital issues is very special because the systems are really different from Chinese. Wenjing, your journey to become a member of the local community and eventually part of the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. Oh, hi, my name is Wenjing. I joined the Peace Hospital Foundation just this year, just for a few months ago. It's a long journey to be here. I worked for a poverty elevation organization that helps low-income families all around the world for five years. Then my family spent some years in the United States, and I earned my master's degree from the University of Georgia. Then we drove all the way up to the north and moved to BC, Canada in 2020. And that was the year when the pandemic began. So after that, I had a COVID baby in 2021. And the interesting part is I have three kids and they were born in China, in the United States and in Canada. Wow. So I have a chance to experience all this three countries healthcare system when I delivered a baby. So that brought me here as well. So to join the Peace Heart Hospital Foundation team this year, very excited. Were you familiar with hospital foundations in China? Do they have such a thing there? I don't think there is hospital foundation in China, but I'm not unfamiliar with it because nonprofit is part of my major. So I have some knowledge about hospital foundation, but they don't exist in China. But China does have foundations to support medical research, like patients and families dealing with certain diseases and some medical education program. But there is no such charities to raise funds for hospitals. William, we finally get around to you, sir. Where were you born and when did you first come to Canada? I was also born in China. My family decided it was best to educate my brother and I outside. So we first immigrated to New Zealand and then I moved with them to Victoria. That's when we first settled. And then I traveled a number of different cities and finally made South Surrey White Rock my home in 2014. And both of my two kids are born at Peace Arch Hospital. And we love the area, we love the neighborhood and the schools, the amenities. Was it difficult for you to adapt to Canada? Did you take to it right away? I'd say the first two, three years were a little tougher, trying to understand what's happening in the community, trying to learn the language and be more comfortable in engaging with others. But after a while, I found Canadians to be very welcoming. It's uh, relatively easy to make that transition afterwards. So was your education in Canada then? Yes, yeah. I went to McGill for my undergrad and my master's in Toronto. 
Very good. And Cece, back to you. I imagine your efforts to help those of Chinese origin become more engaged in the new community includes encouraging people to take part in charitable activities, thinking specifically of Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. My neighbors and my friends, they always told me, so they received a very good medical care service when they were in hospital. And they got the very immediate treatment when they are in trouble. So I'm so grateful to live in Canada. And I think we have lots of benefits here and we have to give it back as well. So that's why when the board reached out to me and talked to me, asked me if I'm interested on the board. At that moment, I was a little bit nervous because I didn't have any experience to fundraise. But I think that will be a good opportunity to let more Chinese community know about the importance of fundraising for the hospital. So we need a person to start. So why not me? So <laughs> I just received the task and keep going. Well, having had a child in China, then you're familiar with the Chinese way that hospitals run. What is the major difference between the two countries in that regard? So the first big difference is we don't have family doctors in China. Everyone, when they are in trouble, they go to the hospital directly. They check in at the front desk and they will go to the different departments. And the second difference is here is free for every residents and citizens, right? But in China, it's not free for everyone. If you pay insurance, it depends on the amount. You pay the insurance, you will get reimbursement from the medical fee, but it's really expensive for most of the people. So that's a big difference. The third difference is we have a long lineup here in emergency and to be checked like x-ray and MRI. But in China, if you check in at the front desk, you will do the x-ray and MRI or any other tests immediately. I think that's the major three differences between Chinese and the Canadian medical system. Now, Cece, you say that in China, you just show up at the hospital at the desk, boom, and you're treated right away. That's not the case here in Canada. Are you finding that newcomers are saying, whoa, this is a big shock to me. I'm not used to be treated like this. Yes, yes. Lots of people say that and they are surprised the long lineup time in the emergency. Because, for example, our kid has a cold or has a fever, but we need to wait four or five hours in the emergency to see the doctor. But in China, you can get the shot immediately and you can have the medicine immediately, just maybe one hour, half an hour. So that's the big difference. It must be very frustrating for someone who isn't accustomed to that kind of treatment. Yeah, so every time they talk to me, I will say, yes, that's the thing. Like in Canada, we have to be patient. But if you're really, really urgent, the doctor will see you faster. You have to be a patient patient. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Wen Jing, you're the foundation's philanthropy officer for the Chinese community. Are your outreach efforts different from the foundation's engagement with other potential donor groups? And if it is different, how so? Yes, a little bit. People from the Asian community, especially some new immigrants, have different cultures, backgrounds, and lifestyles. 
I'll give you an example. Last year, I heard from our director, they had a Chinese community cultivation event. And then we sent out our invitations by email and waited for their RSVP. But several days after, nobody responded. We got panic. Why nobody responded? Then our community members like CC and William, they said, um, don't worry, let us do this. Let us invite people to the event. And it worked. So that is because many Chinese donors, they do not check their emails every day. And some of them even don't really use emails a lot. So our marketing e-blasts or e-inventations may go unnoticed by them. But one thing that we check every day is WeChat. WeChat is kind of app that functions similarly to a combination of WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. So almost every Chinese people uses WeChat. So it's easy to reach out to them by WeChat. That's why Peace Arch Hospital Foundation set up a WeChat channel to communicate with Asian groups, which is pretty smart and very effective. While there are similarities between Canadian and Chinese healthcare, especially in terms of the strain both systems face from an aging population and the challenges of servicing more remote communities, there are significant differences that recent immigrants from China must adapt to. A notable example is the tendency in this country for various health services to be spread out around a town or city. This is opposite of the more centralized approach in China, where services ranging from medical specialists and diagnostic imaging to blood analysis and surgeries can all be found in the same hospital. Another unfamiliar aspect for Chinese Canadians seeking medical care in their new homeland is the proliferation of walk-in clinics in BC and elsewhere. Those seeking urgent help for less acute issues may not be aware that their chances of seeing a doctor sooner are often much better in these clinics rather than the long wait common to emergency rooms or at their family doctor's office. Cece, what kind of response do you get when you first mention the importance of making a financial contribution to the hospital? Do potential donors who are familiar with China's healthcare system ask why a healthcare facility in this country would need charitable support? Yes, it's a very popular question because in China, we don't need to fundraise for the hospital. The hospital is full funded by the government. We don't need to take care of it. But here is a different concept. So we need to educate people how it runs in Canada and why every hospital needs a foundation to support the hospital and why the community has a very important role to fundraise for our hospital. So it's very, very different. So at the beginning, it's very difficult to let people know and let them change their ideology to accept it. So it takes some time, but uh, it's my third year on the board. I see many, many Chinese are more educated and they know more and they started to host the different activities, programs to educate their friends and their neighbors and fundraise for our hospital. It's improving a lot. Wen Jing, what was your own reaction when you learned how a hospital like Peace Arch is funded? 
I was a little bit surprised about this because like our medical image campaign now, when I review those files, I found that those equipments are so outdated and even not functional well every day. So I think it is very urgent and crucial for our community and our patients. But why not the government just purchase those pieces and deliver to the hospital and done? That's much easier. Why not? Now I get it because it is not that easy. So that's why we're here. The foundation's here. And so if an MRI machine, for instance, was needed in China, how is new equipment like that funded in China? Is this by the government? They don't need funded equipment. The hospital can purchase those equipment by themselves because the hospital's income, part from the government and part from their own income. So they have money to purchase those equipment that they need. They don't need to fund it before replace them. So William, over to you now. I'm going to ask a question related to your investment advisor position with RBC Wealth Management. Once Chinese Canadians become more familiar with how healthcare is funded in Canada, do you see a greater willingness among your wealthier clients to not only contribute to something like the hospital foundation, but to also take a leading role in terms of fundraising? For sure. I think it starts with building more connections and meaning between the families and the cost. So take myself, for example, when I see that my kids are both born in an upgraded facility at the maternity ward at Peace Arch Hospital, or when my son was having an emergency and I took him through the emergency department and saw the good work that the doctors did there, it really drove home for me for the need to give back and try to build a more healthier community. I think it is also the same case for our clients as well. When they see that being part of a community, they are beneficiaries of other donors and all the good work that's been done before them. And they're maybe willing to help more and moving that forward. So are you seeing more people in the Chinese community stepping forward and taking more of a leading role in fundraising then? For fundraising, I think it's also a different conversation because as we are all immigrants to Canada, majority of our clients are also immigrants to wealth. So the whole concept of philanthropy of giving is not something that has been talked about in the past, but I see more and more of that conversation happening in the future. Which is very important for the Hospital Foundation, as you're well aware. Some donors from the Chinese-Canadian community, do they know about the tax advantages for charitable giving in Canada? Not very familiar, because majority of the clients are first and second generation wealth creators. So I'd say all the concepts about the high taxes system in Canada, how to benefit from donation and receiving the taxable benefits, and about all the strategies about making pledges, making donation in kind, making part of plant giving and part of estate planning. All of these concepts are relatively new to wealthier Chinese Canadians. And I think it takes time to pass the messages out there. So most recently, we had a webinar around making donations in kind. And we made about a thousand impressions over the course of a couple of days. I think there was a lot of interest and a lot of good conversations that people are starting to understand why there's a need to donate to a healthcare foundation and why is there much, much more benefits if you plan your giving ahead of time and think of it more strategically in terms of how it benefits, make a greater impact for the foundation and also 
for their families as well in terms of the tax benefits. So William, maybe you could tell us the main benefit or benefits of making a donation to the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation. For sure. There's benefits in two ways. First, your donation directly helps the foundation and being part of that pool where it can accelerate any programs or any government grants that is coming towards our community hospital. Personally, towards the family, you get a tax receipt that can be used to offset your entire donation amount in the year that you're giving. For example, any balance over $200, when you make any additional donation, about 40% of that is coming out of the government's pocket in tax refund. So that's quite significant, especially if you're heavily taxed and you're trying to figure out ways to reduce that tax burden in a particular year. And I advise our donors to really think about talking with their accountants, speaking with their financial advisors about the various strategies in terms of planning, how to maximize that taxable benefit in a particular year when they're making a large and meaningful donation. That sounds like a real win-win situation. The hospital wins and your financial situation wins too. Definitely. Yeah, that's the case. Have any of your clients at RBC, have they ever shared with you how giving makes them feel? For sure, yeah. I think of it as two ways. First, there's a greater urgency in building a better future for our next generations. Like of all the things that you hear about, all the challenges that we're facing from climate change to other divisions out there, I think it's really good to hear positive stories of how Peace Arch Hospital Foundation is building a healthier community. And I think that message is also getting echoed more and more. And then the second part is I've been hearing from clients as well that I'd like to think that we are engaging in life-saving, life-changing work. Of course, most of the credits goes towards the doctors and the healthcare workers at the hospital. But I think the donors are a very important part of this whole conversation as well. There's a saying in Chinese, 救人一命,胜造七级浮屠. It means saving one life is more meaningful than seven years' work. Wow. It's kind of like a Buddhist saying in terms of building a pagoda, but that's how it translates to in terms of the impact that we're trying to achieve here. And I think all the seeing money in action, seeing how the emergency department gets built, seeing how getting a new imaging department and new equipment can help us really cut down on those wait times and track the best doctors to PSARCH. I think that would really make a lot of meaning towards our donor base. And I'll put a similar question to both Cece and Wenjing. Supporting things like the Hospital Foundation, it contributes to the overall well-being of all community members. Does that help create emotional or perhaps friendship connections with the community for the Chinese immigrants? Yes, absolutely it is. The hospital is everyone's hospital. Some people, they talk to me that they were the patient and they were the beneficiary of the hospital, but now they are the donor for the hospital. So they feel more self-belongings in this community. And they feel more like a Canadian and live in a more Canadian way here. Yeah, so we are so proud of them. And I'm sure a certain ownership is being felt too. Yes, that's true. Many Chinese immigrants, they live here for more than eight years, more than 10 years, but they don't feel that they belong to this country because of the, of the language barrier and because of the lack of the engagement into the community, they want to go back to China. But when they really engaged in the community, in the society, they have more connections. 
So they will feel more Canada is their home and they will stay here and they will contribute themselves to this land. How can South Surrey and White Rock residents who are here now, how can they help welcome our new residents from China? Personally, I think the neighbors will welcome the new neighbors in their ways. And the organizations like the charitable organization, like my society, will do some jobs to host any forums, host any events to welcome the newcomers. And I think the local organization, they have their events and ways to welcome. Actually, when I came here, no organization and no one welcomed me. (laughs) So that's uh, nine years ago. But I hope now and in the future, we will have more ways, more events to welcome the newcomers here. So your foundation really does play an important part for these new visitors. And I guess for the rest of us, we just have to be good neighbors, do we? Yes, I think the foundation probably could brainstorm about this. I think this is a very new thing for the foundation and for the other charitable organization. The most important thing is the language barrier because some Chinese immigrants, they are afraid to reach out to the local because they don't understand what they say and what they do. So if the hospital have the interpreters, that will be much easier. And Wenjing, are you finding the same kind of feelings? Yeah, as a new immigrant, I think the concept of community is not only important, but also deeply ingrained in North American social, like economic or cultural landscape. It plays a significant role in both the United States and Canada. But for most new immigrants, the entire social system is unfamiliar. So we're keep learning to get to use it, the new social rules and the, what our role in our community. And after realizing that, most immigrants are eager for like opportunities to be more involved in community affairs. So like CC said, healthcare and education are the areas that Chinese people value the most and are most willing to support and give. So we are lucky. And those Chinese donors, by supporting our community healthcare, like the Hospital Foundation, most Chinese donors, you really feel like they're being part of the community. They're doing something for their neighbors, for themselves and the other residents who need the healthcare. It really makes them feel good and belong to this area. The newcomers face a entire different social systems here. So I think they're looking for some events or activities they could participate in to get more knowledge about how Canada works, how this area works. So our hospital foundation is a way to provide those opportunities, those fun activities like picnic on the pier or walk on the rock. Those kind of events could provide opportunities for new immigrants to easily participate in. During this, they can have more knowledge about the hospital, about the community, how it works, how it looks like, how people like mingling or social with each other. This is a good way to help those newcomers to get used to the social systems. And like some foundations events are very family friendly. So I think that's our role in this part. As you know, it's so important. And we're so fortunate to have the Peace Arch Hospital so close by to serve the entire community. And Cece, Wenjing, William, 
Thank you so much for your time today and thanks for your insight. We've learned an awful lot about part of our community that perhaps we didn't know before. So thank you very much. You're most welcome, Wayne. Thank you so much for your time as well. Thank you for being a part of this interview. Thank you for having us. Thank you. The Power to Heal podcast, presented by Peace Arch Hospital Foundation in White Rock, British Columbia, takes you behind the scenes of an innovative hospital foundation and introduces you to the team who find new and sometimes surprising ways to engage with the local community and help fund the best healthcare possible in the region. Since 1988, the foundation has raised over $210 million for capital projects, medical equipment, and community health programs. Their passionate and caring team's number one priority is the prudent stewardship of your gifts and the resulting positive impact on patients and medical staff at Peace Arch Hospital and the entire White Rock South Surrey community. Peace Arch Hospital Foundation, where innovation comes to life in so many ways. The simple act of giving is truly transformational. Every dollar we receive is enhancing healthcare in this community, whether it's supporting our capital infrastructure, the purchase of essential medical equipment, or funding a wellness program like stroke recovery or a children's club to encourage healthy habits and active play. Our wide range of giving options includes monthly donations, an increasingly popular and convenient choice that makes the greatest impact on your community hospital. You just sign up once and the rest is automatic. And that includes receiving a consolidated tax receipt at the end of the year. But no matter what giving option you choose, it all matters and it all makes a difference. Be sure to subscribe to Power to Heal wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Each episode brings you inspiring stories about the Peace Arch Hospital Foundation and its innovative approach to supporting better health care throughout the White Rock South Surrey community. Thanks for listening. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.